Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. Hey, welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, man, we got a whole new start of this thing now. You know, last week was uh, my birthday, July 13th, and now... We got a new music to our show this week. Um, thanks to one of my homeboys, Vic Mars, former teammate. Vic, we really appreciate that new music you got popping with us on this Sports Info UN radio show. Hey, and this week is the start of NFL training camp. And because this is a start of NFL for a lot of fans, you know, uh, teams are going back to camp. Um, the Ravens and the Bears are already in training camp because they're going to be playing in a Hall of Fame game. And because of all of that stuff with football and the NFL, we have our guest on this week. It's one of my favorite running backs in the NFL when I was growing up and one of my favorite running backs at the University of Miami, Chuck Foreman. And I'm going to tell you, man, we started talking about Chuck. You know, it's a whole lot to talk about with Chuck. You know, Chuck was a 1973 offensive rookie of the year. Um, at one point, uh, Chuck led the, led, the, um, led the league in receptions as far as running backs at 75 receptions. Chuck, what's happening? Everybody's, everything's good, man. You know, you, you're almost right on the money with those stats, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you, but that, that's okay. You know, it's all good. Well, uh, Chuck, huh? anything, anything I'm messing up, I want you to make sure you correct me well, on this. I'm telling oh, you, man, I had to send you that resume. Now, you ain't got to. You, you, you can. I'm just messing you know, with you, Daryl. Because I'd love to have it, Chuck. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll send you one. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so definitely. how's everything going? I can't complain, man. You know, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. You know, I lost my mother a couple of weeks ago. We buried her. Uh, you know, actually, her birthday is the thirteenth. We buried her the fourteenth, and that was her birthday. So, um, oh. but uh, you know, it's all good. We're 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 moving forward, and everything's good. Just saw my grandkids and my kids' sons and my daughters. So everything's good. We're on a we're on a good place. In a good place. That's good, man. That's that's really good, Chuck. You know, I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. You know, um, in 2011, I lost my mom. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all, all well, Alzheimer's. You got 90 years in. That's uh, that's a good run. That's a real good run. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a real good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we, you know, we can only strive to try to hit those kind of numbers. You know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know I'm striving. We do. You Amen. Know, oh my. Yep. You know, uh, Chuck, you know, a lot of people, um, when I was growing up, I watched you play for the uh-huh. Vikings, but a, a lot of people didn't know that you played at the University of Miami. And uh, and honestly, really? I didn't know that you played at the University of Miami until I went to the University of Miami. Oh, wow, you know? Daryl. Yeah, I'm I telling you, I you should have known that being a running back. And from you know, Florida. Like huh? You know, and being from Florida. You know what and I'm saying? being from Florida, right, right. Yep. And, and, you, you know, know what, and, there's... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. No, go right on. I, I grew up in, in what we call gator country. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, no it, was, it was all it, right? about Florida Florida State and the Florida Gators. I very right. rarely saw the University of Miami on television. You know, I, I tell mm-hmm. a story from time to time. 
Uh, my dad and I was watching Miami play Penn State, and I think it was around 1980, 1981. Right. It was a game on television. And my dad says, I always like Miami. And I was like, you know, dad, I always like Miami, too. I don't hear a lot about them, but I always like them, mm-hmm. too. And that's when I started taking an interest in, uh, in the University of Miami. And I think that's, that next right. year, they went, they went to the Peach Bowl, and uh, right. I took an interest in them from that point on. But well, you I know, still- most of the... There are most of the people that know the history of the University of Miami. Forget about the previous history, you know, when Howard Snellenberger got there and people like that. But there was a big history before that era. And I got there uh, right when, you know, know, it was kind of, you know, we were six and five, five and six and stuff like that. But they had a lot of great athletes down there. For fact, you know, being Ray Bellamy, being the first um, uh, black athlete down there, and then there was a guy named Willie Allen was the first black basketball player. And then, then uh, Tom Sullivan, myself, and Burgess Owens came in. And, you know, all of us, you know, the, Ray opened the door, but we all came through there, and we all pretty good football players and students, yeah. by the way. And students, by the way. Uh, you know, right. we've, had, we've had Ray on the show, and um, a, a great guy. And, um, and yeah. I, I did know about Ray as I was – um, going through the University of Miami because he was on campus a lot. You know, he was in right. Florida. Yeah, well, well Bray, Ray was worked for the university for many, many, many years. And I think you were down there when he was, like, uh, working in the administration down there. Ray has always been an educator. He still is an educator. And, you know, he set the, he set the standards for the University of Miami. He really did, man, and uh, and, the, and the stories that he has have to tell about, you know, <laughs> the, the things and the people that helped him. And Ray will be the first right. person to tell you that, you know, it wasn't just all, um, he said if it was for some of the white people helping him go through what he had to go oh, through yeah. down there, no he, he, there's no way he would have been able to make it and do what he did while he was at the well, University of Miami. Well, my, my experience at the University of Miami, I, I don't think I had one bad day as a student down there. I actually... You see, see, here's the difference. You see, when if we had an issue, see, we didn't go to a counselor. We went straight to Henry King Stanford. We had an open policy going to his door. That was the president of the university. So he was the guy that we, if we had, if there was an issue, or we wanted to discuss something, he's the guy we went to. You know, we didn't go to to a counselor or anybody like that. We went to the head man. <laughs> That, that's that's some heavyweight shit I was throwing around. Yeah, some heavyweight straight, stuff, man. He, and Henry King Stanford was a super phenomenal human being. That's for no doubt about it. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, uh, Chuck. I remember one year after we had went to a couple of big bowl games in the um, in the early '80s. We had went to the we had won a national championship, and then we had mm-hmm. went to the Fiesta Bowl the next year, and. I guess guys started seeing so much money flowing through our, our college. We had a meeting with the school president. Tad Foote was the president at the, mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think a lot was accomplished from that meeting. I mean, we, we got a lot better treatment after that. So we went straight right. to the president at one point. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Our football team, yeah, the leaders of our team went to him. Yeah. But it was more back when I played, it was more of a relationship with your coach and your, your position coach. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, you, but, you know, uh, Miami has has evolved into, it's always been a great um, uh, institution academically, but it's overall picture. It, it, you know, it's really one of the finest places you can get an education, no question about it. Plus, we got some great, great athletics down there. 
some great, great athletics. And I, I really don't think we get enough credit for uh, for the graduation rate and the things no. that the University of Miami does for mm-hmm. for its former players and current players. Uh, and one right. of the only universities that I know of that if you have not, if you did not get your degree while you were at the University of Miami, they encourage you to come back now uh, through the Internet right. or come back to the campus and get your degree. And it's on exactly. them. Exactly. You know, this doesn't exactly. happen anywhere else. You know, yeah, um, you know, and that's uh, that's really special, man. We, we there's a lot. You know, I went back down there for the Hall of Fame. I, I went down for like two games this year, and plus the Hall of Fame banquet and all that. And I'm glad I did cause to reconnect uh, with the university because they've done a lot of great things. We got a great coach. Not saying we haven't had any really good coaches, but um, Mark Rick, I think, is the right guy at the right time to take the university to that next level. And with the recruiting he's done and the people he's kept around, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm really excited. Oh, man, I am so excited, um, Chuck. And to build on from where we were from last season, you know, I've right. told people we, we're two years ahead of schedule last year. So if we can keep that momentum going and from what mm-hmm. I read in the papers uh, about the, the preseason and the offseason workouts, mm-hmm. I think, we're, I think we're, we're on the right track. And, and the right. camaraderie mm-hmm. and the relationship that the former players like yourself and um, players like Ed Reed, I read about him mm-hmm. going back and talking to some of the young guys right. and uh, mentoring some of these young guys, I think it's only going in the right direction. I know it's going in the right direction. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mark Rick is definitely the right man at the right time. You know, he lost his job to fall into our lap, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Georgia didn't want him, even though he he, he was averaging nine games a year. And uh, But anyway, you know, their loss is our game, and I'm certainly happy with what he's done with the program down there so far. In fact, I'm you know, I'm making sure I get down at least twice every year, you know, for games, you know, so I'm be a part of our great, great school. I, I, I love that, Chuck, because I'm down there for about four or five games a year. I try to make four or five mm-hmm. every year. Because I'm in Florida, I could drive down for a lot of the games. Yeah. And, and and that's another one of the advantages that um, that the university has always put aside for us since, um, mm-hmm. since Butch Davis was there, that all the former players get two Tickets for every home game, and we all, all sit in this call. Big, all you gotta do is call. You know, that, not, not too many. You know, Ohio State doesn't do that. I know. I no. know alumnus from Ohio State. You know, Michigan. Right. They don't do that. You know, and no. but University of Miami, we we do that uh, once a year, second weekend in April. Mm-hmm. It's almost like clockwork. We have an annual union. Any player right. that played at the University of Miami from the 30s, 40s, any period, right. they come back, they're invited, they're welcome mm-hmm. back for that whole weekend. It's a beautiful experience. And, um, it hey, certainly I- is. So, you know, like I said, man, I'm glad that I'm reconnected and I'm glad we got Mark Rick in the, in the fold. And certainly, you know, I'm excited about, you know, I'm, you know, you read and you read and you read. And I've been down, I went down to the spring game, of course, and saw that. And saw the players that they have on campus and the ones that are coming to campus. And what's interesting to me is, I don't know, they got a lot of really good quarterbacks there. Of course, Rozier is going to be the guy, I think, but it's going to be some great stiff competition when it comes yeah. to the backup. There's going to be some really stiff competition. And I was thinking about that today. Um, um, Kanasi Perry, who was, who was a kid that was there last year, was a tra- true right. freshman. He'll be a redshirt freshman this year. And um, the, the word to him about him was, you know, he could be the next Lamar Jackson with his speed and quickness, arm strength. So 
now we're starting to hear about the, the other young kid, uh, Williams. Right. So it's yeah, it's, it's so really interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, the main thing is, you know, uh, getting them playing time and for them to be patient, you know. So uh, I think we, like I said, we've got a lot of good things, parts in place, and we got the great guy to lead them. And, you know, and, and that's what you need. I, I just really think that um, – you know, we're we're back where we need to be. And I think this year is going to be, everybody stays healthy, I think we'll be just fine. Oh, I, I, I agree, Chuck. And, uh, you know, um, Coach Rick came out um, last week and said that um, Malik Rozier will be our starting quarterback. You know, right, and I think that's right. that's a good thing, too. You know, we don't need mm-hmm. to have any kind of hesitation about who's no. going to be. The- but I think he must have been hurt or something, uh, Daryl. Well, you know when he had them couple games that were kind of so-so, iffy, or he either was hurt or he had something weighing on his mind, but then, then we found out that his father was sick or something. Right. He had some illness in his family, and um, mm-hmm. there there was some talk that he had a shoulder injury late in the season, and mm-hmm. that could have been the cause of him throwing some of those kind of erratic passes. Where right. We didn't really right. Show he was sure sharp at the beginning. He was very sharp. And, and you know, um, in the offseason, a lot of people were talking about, will he be the starting quarterback next year? And I, I, I had to say, you know, this young man had us at 10-0 and 0 last year at one point. <laughs> how how no could he doubt. not come back and be our starting quarterback? You know, well, he had us at 10-0. and 0. Right. Yeah. So, and, and one of the things that we see now at the university that we haven't seen in a while is the, um, is the competition. And we know right. that competition um, – breeds excellence. I mean, you got to be no at the top of it. your game every day when you walk out of that locker room and you look at that depth chart and you at two <laughs> and, 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 and yesterday you were at one. You know, now right. you know a lot of fire up under you real quick, Chuck. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, but that's <laughs> good. You know, competition is great. You know, like I said, we got those new facilities down there, that indoor facility they build. And, um, you know, so we have upgraded everything about it you know, and they even got the great stadium out there at the, you know, um, Hard Rock Stadium. And it's, it's, it's a great place to watch the football game. So I'm excited to be down, coming down there, man. And we'll have to hang out when I get there. Oh, yeah, no doubt we'll have to hang out when you get there. You know, um, Chuck, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about this NFL before we get out of here. Your opportunity okay. to play in three Super Bowls. You right. know, um, some of us dream of actually playing in a <laughs> Super Bowl, but actually right. play in, in three Super Bowls. You know, um, right. which one of these Super Bowls would you say was probably the most memorable Super Bowl? Well, first of all, everyone I played in was memorable. Unfortunately, we lost everyone, but... The ones that I, you know, I, I know when we played the Dolphins in my first Super Bowl, that's the only team we played in the Super Bowl that I thought the team was better. You know, you know, against Oakland, you know, uh, you know, I thought we were, you know, I thought we were a better, a better team, but we played terrible. You know, and um, Pittsburgh, I thought we were better. Heck, we only were behind by two points in the, at the end of the half or something like that. And, you know, for some reason or other, we just didn't play the type of football that we were capable of. Because, in fact, the, the following season when we played those teams, I know Pittsburgh, you know, we we beat the crap out of them. But it's the Super Bowl that counts. And we play, I played in three, Vikings played in four. And so, um, you know, I, the only thing I can tell you is this. The Vikings haven't been back since my group left. 
Right. I'm going to leave it like that. Now, they've had some great individual players, you know, but they didn't have the players that could take them to that next level. Yeah, you're right, Chuck. No doubt. You know, and, and um, Chuck, when we look at your, at your career um, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. you know, you had over 3,000 yards in receiving and over five, <laughs> almost, almost 6,000 yards in, in rushing. Right. What 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 was your what what would you call your strength in the game? Was it catching the passes out of the backfield, or would you just line up and be a rather line up and be a, a straight running back between the tackles and outside the tackle? Well, well fortunately for for me as a fullback is the position I played, Daryl. You know, I was pretty good at both, and so you know, third and third and two, third and long, you know, I could line up in the slot. Of course, first and second down, I could get the ball from the handoff. So, you know, and you got to have some good, pretty good guys up front. But for me, you know, I was pretty adept at both things. So, and the Vikings, well, that's how they utilized me. So, and, you know, you don't get the notoriety. But, you know, what I what I will say that in my time, there's a lot of guys that had maybe more rushing yards, but there's another guy that had more impact, if that makes sense to you. You know, because I had just as much impact doing everything as they had doing being one-dimensional. And I'm not a hey, one-dimensional guy. I'm a two-dimensional. I do it, you know, do it all. <laughs> by no means were you a one-dimensional guy, uh, Chuck. You did it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I patted my game behind you, Chuck. You did it all. You well, caught the ball good. out of the backfield. You, mm-hmm. uh, but, you, you know, know, you were a good blocker. But you know, I, yeah. But you know when you when you do that, you know, and then when people look at you and they say, "Oh, this, that, and the other," but you know, you look at Roger Craig. Now you you know, big, big, big time impact player, great, 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 great player. You know, but you know because you do everything, you don't get the, the recognition that you deserve. You know, you know the, the fact that you should get the the recognition saying, "Hey, these guys can do everything." You know, they let you fall. Yeah, they don't give you, I, in my opinion. When you're one dimensional, you get the you get the recognition. When you can do everything, you know you don't. People don't see look at you the same way, which is unfortunate. That is very unfortunate, uh, Chuck. That's very unfortunate. Hey, um, Chuck, I want you to hold on with a minute for us through this break, man. We're gonna talk a little bit okay. more about your NFL career and about the University of Miami and the multiple positions okay. you played at the University of Miami. Hey, guys, we're gonna be back <laughs> yeah. after these messages with more. Mm-hmm. Chuck Foreman on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thunder chickens beware, we're coming for ya. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got Chuck Former with us tonight. Five-time Pro Bowl, 1973 through 1977. Four-time All-Pro. 1974 to 1977. NFL offensive rookie of the year, 1973. 1975, Chuck led the league in receptions with 73 receptions of all players. And in 1976, he was an NFL player of the year. And was it Chuck, 1977 and 76? Mm-hmm. No, 75 and 76 player of the year. 1975 <laughs> and 1976 player, NFL player of the year. That's what we got on our show, baby. Chuck, there you go. Just let, let, it, let them know the real deal. The, the real deal, holy field. That's what I'm talking about. That's who you are. And, and, and Chuck, people need to know. You know, and it's, you know. Well, um, you need to start telling them because somehow it's falling by the wayside. And it shouldn't be you that know? way. You know what I'm saying? No. You know, I, um, uh, a while back, we had a um, had one of my a guy call in and said that mm-hmm. John L. Williams should be in the Hall of Fame. John L. Williams played fullback for the Seattle Seahawks and the Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. Steelers. And uh, and I'm gonna tell you something, Chuck. You know, you should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I'm I'm putting it out there right now. Not only <laughs> your statistics speak for themselves. Three times you were in the Super Bowl. You should be in the in a, you should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. So I'm well, putting it I mean, out no, there. Man, now. Certainly, you know, I think like you said, the credentials are there, but you know, I don't know how they pick it. But you, you know, I think everybody in there deserves to be in there, no question about it. But I think certainly think there's should be at least consideration there. Hey, no doubt. You should definitely have some consideration. No, you should be in, Chuck. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, I can't Josh, say that. But <laughs> I can say it. I'm saying it for you, Chuck. Yeah. Hey, uh, Josh, we, yeah. got, we got Doug on the line. Doug, what's happening? Hello. Hello. What's, what's going on, Hello. Doug? We got Chuck Foreman on, on, a, on the show with us tonight. You know, NFL legendary Chuck Foreman. Um, 
played at the University of Miami. And, and a lot of people don't know this. Chuck played defensive back, right. running back, and wide receiver while at the University of Miami. Yeah, man. I played the corner. I played both ways in my sophomore year, my junior year. Okay, my sophomore started off as a running back. Then they moved me to the corner. And then I came back as a runner. Then they moved me to wide receiver. I just played all of them. Whenever they needed somebody to shut somebody down, that's when I got moved. (laughs) (laughs) And Chuck was 12 players selected in the first round in 1973 out of the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Mr. Mr. Foreman, I'm just calling you for one reason to apologize to you. I think it was (laughs) 1984-85. You was retired. And back then, that's when um, Snellenberg would have the former players come back, and we would have a scrimmage. Oh, and we yeah, talked about I remember it that. Me, I did that Darryl, once or twice. Stubb, uh, the alumni game. The alumni game. The alumni yeah, game. Yeah, I remember that. And you was running the ball real well on us, real well on us. <laughs> and our ex-roommate, I think after that play, I think he quit school and left school. You was running the ball, and you, you ran, and you got tackled. It was like mm-hmm. a, a, a delay. I think it was about 10 seconds later, he came in the pile and speared you. And you got up, man, we were sitting there looking, we said, oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God. And oh, I said, you he know what, like, man, those are... talking about. And, and you, you said some choice words to him, we like this here. And in the meeting, we <laughs> watched the film. I think the next day, he packed this stuff, went back to what is orange, orange Florida, Orange County, Florida, somewhere up there in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember, you know, those were like, I think they had two of them. I played one or two of those games, man. But, uh, you know, after a while, I said, you know, I can't be doing this. I coach, but I can't get out there. You know, but the University of Miami, is, uh, Doug, as you know, has come a long way. It's always been a, a school with a lot of great tradition. You know, now, yes, you know, yes. we got, now they're back on track. And, you know, I'm looking for them to compete for a national championship next year, too. Yeah. Yeah, because they get in the back where, uh, like they say, when, when we used to go there, uh, uh, the scrimmage and practice against one another was harder than the game, was harder than the game. No, and no, I, I, I know that. I, I mean, you had so much talent down there, and it depended on who came out the healthiest, who, who, who's going to start. Yes, yes, yes. And I think one thing, Mark Rick, is I think he's kind of listening to the man, Snellenberger, recruited, he called it the state of Miami, state, state in um, South Florida, recruit you guys. That's all you need. Because if, you, if you recruit a three star Florida, player you can here, mm-hmm. can be a four star player somewhere else in another state. There you go. Yep. I agree with you. I, if you cause the one thing about South Florida is we all know Florida in general, but South Florida especially, you know, I mean, you can get a, you, you can win national championship with just Florida players alone. No yes. question about it. Yes, indeed. Yep. Yes, indeed. Hey, Doug, don't be well, a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night. <laughs> I sure will. But it's nice, it's nice talking to you. Nice talking with you, Foreman, man. Mr. Foreman. Thank you very much. That was a good memory, man. I had to get you, you, you shook me up a little bit there about that one. I oh, forgot about oh, those. Oh, he, he was our roommate, and that's all we talked about. You know, because... <laughs> You know, we was okay. roommates. That was running back. I was a defensive right. back. Carl Bell's a defensive back. 
And uh, Greg Jones is deep in the back. Stokes mm-hmm. deep in, you know. We used to be fussing at one another. We used to like, like back then, it was, it was like, who going to buy what? And, you know, all the years <laughs> I've been at University of Miami, the years I've been there, mm-hmm. red shirt for five years, you mm-hmm. know, I never hit there all over, never got a chance to tackle him. And he was mm-hmm. my roommate. Oh, really? And we scored wow. all the time. All the time. I never got a shot at him. Greg Jones, they never got a shot at him. Stubbs, the only thing he used to do is cut his legs for money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, hey, we, uh, and, we, and people don't understand that we was we used to try to knock the devil out of one of us. We go back to the room and talk trash. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, <laughs> Mr. Foreman, he can't say that about me not getting a good lick on him. Believe that. I got yeah, a couple. I, I hear you. You know, but I was kind of elusive, you know what I mean? And when you know a joker want to hit, knock your head off, you got to look for him every once in a while. Hell yeah, you got to know, yeah, you got to, you know, when you're elusive like that, you got to know they're coming at you. You got to know they're coming at you, you know what I mean? Especially when a joker ain't never had a good lick on you, they want one all the time. So I was Mm -hmm. always ready, you know, and uh, and I I like contact myself. That was a part of the game for me. You know, that's, yeah. that was a big part yeah. of the game. Yeah. Well, if, you hey, can't, if you can't be physical, it's the wrong game to be in. Oh, yes. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it don't feel good hitting you, mean I mean, like, it hurts so mm-hmm. good. If you don't have that kind of feeling about this sport, this is the wrong sport for you. You got to make yeah, it hurt you so go. good. You can go, you can go days, play man. soccer or something. Something, <laughs> basketball, yeah. or badminton, or tennis, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doug, we appreciate it, man. Don't be a stranger. Uh, thanks, we'll be here Doug. Monday night. Yep. yep. Hey, uh, Mr. Right, Foreman, thanks, when, Darryl, huh? um, when you when you were when you were growing up, uh, what other what other sports did you participate in um, besides football? Man, I was a basketball man, track man. Yeah, I could do all that. Yeah. Hey, um, Mr. Foreman, we got one more call on the line. Um, Damon, what's going on, Damon? We got great Chuck Foreman on with us tonight. Hey, how's it going, Dale? Hey, it's going great, man. Going real good. You got any questions for Mr. Foreman? Yeah, um, I do. Now, um, they trying to change football into flag football. They saying like they shouldn't play, <laughs> shouldn't play they shouldn't play uh, tackle football until like, high school. What's your mm. take on that? Well, you know. You, you know the rules. I'm, are you talking about the younger people, right? The younger kids now not playing tackle so early. Is that right. what yeah, you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I guess you know, I mean, you know, I I don't think there's much wrong with it, but you know, sometimes you know, I think it might be a little too young to start them off and tackle. But um, you know, uh, sixth grade is good. You know, to get them going, they're starting to develop a little bit. But uh, you got to be real careful with. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. It's all individual. It's up to the parents, to be quite honest with you, to see, you know, yeah, because sometimes you get a kid in a sport, especially football, and the, and the physicality of it might not be his, might, might be his thing. So he might want to go play flag football. But then you have the other kids that want to play the real the real game, and, that, and that's how you had to do it, in my opinion. And I'm going to add something to that, too. Um, you got to throw it on the coaches, too, because they, they got to teach them the fundamentals of tackling. Right. And, you know, a lot of a lot of kids don't go. They, they don't they don't know. They just go out and just head first, you know. And that's where it starts mm-hmm. at. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with, you know, the, the coaching is a very important part of it, especially when you're young. But, you know, I have nothing against a kid playing flag football, uh, you know, at the early start of his uh, football playing time, as career, well, I don't know what you call it a career, but when they want to participate in football, um, I don't think that's that's a bad deal. Okay. I agree. Ho- I agree totally with you, uh, Mr. Foreman. I think flag football is a good start until you're at least in around seventh, right. eighth, eighth grade, yeah, maybe around six, seven, thirteen. Grade, right. 12, 13, 14, that's when I think you should start playing um, contact football because, you know, right. these same injuries that that we see um, people in in my age group, in my 50s, and, and athletes like you in your 60s with arthritis right. and things like that, these, these, these mm-hmm. injuries are just compounded when you, they, you start, they start affecting you earlier when you start right. playing the game earlier, I think. This is just no my doubt. theory. Exactly. And I'm no doctor, but I just think that you should wait until you're strong enough and your bones are strong enough to, um, to handle these. And, you know, your muscles are strong enough, too, to, to handle right. and your mind. Because you mm. and I both know this game can have you so tired at some point <laughs> that you, you think you're seeing things that are not there. You think you mm-hmm. want to do things that are not there, and you really have to concentrate mm-hmm. and focus when you get tired or when you get exhausted, and um, and 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 concentrate and focus on what you have to do because we all know that this is also a dangerous sport too. No doubt about it, but you know it's. I think the rule changes have made it a lot more safer, and the equipment sorting has gotten much better. And you know, it's an individual thing. So you know, a lot of a lot of parents are keeping the kids away from football, or at least tackle football right now. And so we'll have to see how it plays out. But it yep. is a great game. It it is a great game, and I tell you, I wouldn't change a thing from what I learned from the game and uh, and being a part of a team sport. It's just so right. many things that I take to to life on a daily basis that I've learned mm-hmm. from football. You know, and I'm and like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, Mr. Right. Foreman, I know we can't keep you forever, but yeah. uh, before I, before I get you out of here, um, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything you want to say before we get out of here? Well, man, only thing I'm going to say, Daryl, is like, uh, you know, I'm glad to you know see these programs like yours on air, and it gives a lot of people to the to reach out to people and touch them and give them a little bit of info about the UM, about the former players, what they have been doing, what they did when they were in school, and give them that recognition because a lot of people, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So as long as you keep up the good work here, man, and get a hold of us here and there, and let us know what's up and give us a chance to express ourselves and let people know what we're doing. You know, I think it's a great thing you're doing. And it's been an honor for me to be on air with you. And I'll be seeing you soon. Hey, you. man. Mr. Foreman, okay. Chuck, don't hesitate. Give me a call when you cross that. I won't. When, you, when you get to Florida, give me a call so we can hook up. Maybe we can play some golf or just have lunch or chill yeah, out. I'll Whatever. Definitely do that, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Be good. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Chuck. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Chuck Foreman, a great Chuck Foreman. You know, so many things that uh, we could have talked about. We can't keep Chuck all night long, man, on Sports Info UM. (laughs) But, hey, you know, hey, you know, uh, Chuck Foreman had three three straight seasons where he rushed 
for over a thousand yards, 1975 through 1977. You know, and it, it's just so many things. You know, um, I think uh, Mr. Foreman still has a record today that um, that holds. I think he has um, the most receiving and most most games with a receiving and rushing touchdown. And I think it's five, and five in one season. Uh, Mr. Foreman also has a son, Jay Foreman, played linebacker in the NFL. You know, hey, and I meant to ask him this. This is one thing I really want to ask him, but I didn't ask him. I know he's probably gone. But um, uh, Mr. Foreman is actually a substitute teacher, and I think that's a great thing, too. You know, um, hey, in Minnesota, he's a substitute teacher. So, hey, really appreciate him coming on the show Man, a great guy, great human being, and a super athlete. And for those of you all that that maybe don't know who Chuck Foreman is, go to YouTube, go to NFL highlights, look him up. You know, the um, the Minnesota Vikings, there's no way they would have went to three Super Bowls without Chuck Foreman. I mean, that it just there's just no way they would that would have gone on. Uh, we talk about Fran talking and Alan Page and the Purple People Eaters and all of that. But, hey, one of the main ingredients to that puzzle was uh, Chuck Foreman. And, uh, and it doesn't take much to figure that out. Don't take much to, to look that up. But Chuck Foreman had everything to do with, um, with the with, um, with the Purple People Eaters and the Minnesota Vikings going to three Super Bowls back in the 70s. Uh, but hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. And we got more sports information on the other side. And give us a call, 888-346-9144. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. (laughs) 
You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info. You're a man. I like that new boot, that new beat, that intro music. That's real nice. And I like to say thanks to my homeboy Vic again. Vic Mars did a great job, Vic. I know I like it. Somebody else must like it too. Hey, we still got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. Just trying to catch up on the Sports Info. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, let's think about the new intro music, Damon. Well, I mean, I like it. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we we in there. We in there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, it was really cool having Chuck Foreman on the show, man. Uh, you know, Chuck was uh, one of my idols growing up. I always liked liked him as a player, watching him on TV, playing for the Minnesota Vikings. And little did I know that um, Chuck went to the University of Miami. When I was watching him on TV as a kid, I didn't know he um, he played at the University of Miami. Yep. Didn't know it. Hey, so pieces fell in place. Yep. Didn't know it. Yeah, and... Um, you like it, you like it even more now, huh? Oh, come on, man. And then, but I've had a chance <laughs> to meet him on... I've had a chance to meet him on several occasions uh, in Miami, and, and that's why he was able to come on the show, because I, I know, I've, I've known Chuck now for some years, and uh, and he's always, man, been such a humble guy, man. I mean, the humility that comes from this man is just unbelievable. And like he said... When you find guys that do it all, him he, he compared himself to Roger Craig. You know, Roger Craig played for the San Francisco 49ers. He caught a lot of passes. He ran the ball. He, he, um, he was a good blocker. And he didn't say a whole lot. Didn't get in any trouble. Still hasn't gotten in any trouble. And Roger Craig, um, is, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame either. But Chuck Foreman deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Believe that. Yeah, I mean, I I gotta look him up too, you know. I know um, that way I can pass his info to come yeah. running back. Hey, I'm telling you, man, um, he deserves it. Believe it. Yeah, and and when and and I'm I'm gonna tell you when you start looking at some of the things he's done in the game, um, you know his his stats uh, speak for themselves. You know, um, he was at, at one point in 1975, he rushed for 1,070 yards in a 14-game season. In 1976, Chuck Foreman rushed for 1,155 yards in a 14-game season. In, 19, in 1977, he rushed for 1,112 yards in a 14-game season. You know, so three years three years in a row, he rushed for over 1,000 yards in a 14-game season. You know, and in, 19, and, and in 1975, he rushed for over 1,000 yards and led the league in receiving with 70, 75 catches. Ain't too many people can say they, they they did that, man. I mean, this guy has some has some historical numbers, and uh, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. 
Yep. So, Dan, before we let you get out of here, man, we got somebody else on the line. Uh, what, what's what's the news in Tallahassee this week? Anything going on? Oh, not that enough yet because I've, I've been um, quite busy. But you know, I'm gonna get on the grind and see what's going on. Hey, well, um, I just heard we got three players that um, got All American mentions down in Miami. Um, um, the the uh, the linebacker. Shaq Quarterman, uh, Jaquan Johnson, and um, I can't think of the other defensive back. But three players down there are are getting some serious consideration for this um, preseason, you know. But that don't mean nothing, man. I mean, really. Uh, Preseason don't mean nothing. I heard Dabo Sweeney say today, you can have all that uh, uh, preseason you want, but if you ain't getting it done – in the fall practice, you're gonna be second string. You could be, you could be, you could be all American on the magazine, but if you ain't getting it done in, in fall practice, you're gonna be second string, and that's what's gonna really matter in this upcoming season. Here is what's happening in fall practice. That's what's gonna make it. Not these magazine covers. No, that's not. That's not it. No. Hey, Damon, right. thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night on Sports Info UM. And catch us on voiceamerica.com. Or just Google my thanks name and it'll take you right to the show. We appreciate it, bro. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, uh, Josh, we got Javon on. Javon, what's, what's happening? Up? What's, what's up, going bro? on? Hey, man, love and life. I can't call it. You, you missed you missed a great Chuck Foreman. You know Chuck played before you were born. You know Chuck was um, he had his his he started his career in, in 1973 in the NFL. He was the twelfth player selected in the first round. Twelfth player selected overall, running back wow. out of Miami University of Miami. Chuck Foreman. Wow. Yeah. Wow, great. man. That, that's 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 amazing to think that the the pedigree. Of athlete that has that has come from or come through the doors of the University of Miami is it's, it's amazing to hear and and learn new stuff like that. I've uh, I've been researching it myself ever since I, I found out he was going to be on the show, and I'm just I'm flabbergasted by what I'm reading and how this man is not in the Hall of Fame has me like what what's the credentials nowadays? You know what else does a player have to do? You know, and like Chuck said, you know, he did he did a lot of things good, man. Um, you know, when when 1974 he had 53 receptions, 1975 he had 73 receptions, 1976 he had 55 receptions, 1978 he had 61 receptions. And you talking about the NFL Player of the Year two years in 1975 and 1976. So uh, Chuck did his thing, man. I'm telling you, he just doesn't get the recognition because, like he said, maybe he did things too many things too good. If he was just right. a runner, runner like O.J. Simpson was back in the '70s, maybe he would have got more credit for just being a runner, you know? Because hey, he should have that's, some some recognition. That's what I think it was. I think it was uh, O.J. Simpson being who he was at the time, you know, and drawing so much attention. I mean, how many times have we seen it? Everybody talk about the early 90s and how great Emmitt Smith was. I don't really hear people talk about and give Thurman Thomas the credit that he should get and he should deserve because, to me, I felt like 
he was almost as good, if not as good or better than Emmett was. And, and that is a great example of what we're talking about, about um, Chuck Foreman. You know, I mean, Thurman Thomas should get a lot, a lot of recognition. He doesn't. And, and, um, and hey, maybe by us talking about Chuck, and that's what he said, you know, being on the show, he was happy to be on the show because um, not, that, not that he needs to pat himself on the back, but... I want people to know how great he was and, and what a legendary career he's had. And because he hasn't gotten in any trouble or hasn't done anything negative, maybe that's another reason why reason why we don't hear hear about him. Um, you know, hear hear about him in the record books. But again, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the criteria is these days. You have you have cats who have outstanding numbers and maybe had off-the-field problems, but the Hall of Fame shouldn't be based off off-the-field problems. It should be based on what happened in between the line. And to hear that Mr. Foreman was not only a terrific, great athlete, but he had no problems off the field as well, it just makes me wonder, you know, like, what what all do you have to do these days to be in the Hall of Fame? Hey, in in 1975, he had 22 touchdowns. Yeah, I saw three consecutive seasons with 51. With, uh, he amassed 51 touchdowns in three consecutive seasons. That's yeah. insane. That's yeah, insane. I'm telling you. I think yeah. that the, the running back position has been devalued, Coach. There's no such thing as just a running back anymore. I, I like the term athlete better. And that, and that lets you know how, how advanced he was, how ahead of the game he was. This is in 1975. He caught 73 passes. You know that wasn't that that wasn't happening back then. You know, so right. he, he he was he was ahead of himself. Uh, and like he said, you know, the Vikings haven't been back to the Super Bowl since since his team left, since he played right. in the Super Bowl for the Minnesota Vikings. So that says a lot for itself as well. I think I think the running back is beginning to regain value now. And I applaud cats like Le'Veon Bell for holding out and not wanting to do the year-to-year franchise tag because, like you said, I'm not just a running back. I'm a blocker. I'm a slot receiver. I'm a wide out. And wide outs, they they getting paid thirty, forty million. Why can't I? Well, that that's for sure, and we're seeing that all the time, you know. Um, but when we when we when we um, Compare some of OJ's stats to uh, Mr. Foreman. In 1976, OJ ran for 1,503 yards. Wow. And, yeah, so, you know, um, and, and in 1976, Mr. Foreman ran for 1,155 yards. That's that insane. Yeah. That is insane. Especially considering how, you know, they didn't really care about horse collars and face masks and all that. You had to go out there and get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You had to go out there and get it. Yeah, you're doing right. The the, the pedigree, I'm so happy to see it. I bleed orange and green, and I'm such a I feel like somebody who's just been reunited with a, a long-lost family member. Because when you bleed the orange and green, all you have to do is know that that's alumni. That's my brother. You know what I mean? That's that's how I feel. That's how 
the love is in the bottom. Hey, exactly right. That's exactly how it is. Yep. Hey, well, Javon, man, we here every Monday night, man. Um, about to close this one out. Another great show. And, hey, if everything works out, uh, we got another super running back coming on the show next week. We got Clinton Porter's. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 I'm telling you, another <laughs> University of Miami host at running back, Clinton Porter's, might watch some Redskins, Clinton Porter's. That's the one I'm talking about. You know, yes, but hey, uh, Gainesville hey, High School. Gainesville High School, GHS. Thanks for calling, Javon. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night, Sports Info, UN, VoiceAmerica.com. Appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love you, Coach. Love you too. Peace. Hey, man, I want to thank Chuck for coming on the show. And, man, what a great guy. And, and like I said, I mean, Chuck is, I mean, he's the epitome of humility. I mean, it's just a, such a nice guy. You know, he's one of those guys that you know, you, you know he's going to pull a chair, a chair out for the woman. There's just no question about it. You know, my dad always said, when you enter a room, make sure there's one gentleman in the room. He's talking about me when I enter the room. Well, when I enter the room with Chuck, there's no doubt. There's already a gentleman in there, Chuck Foreman. Chuck, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you. And um, anytime you want to come in and give us a holler, talk about anything, please, don't hesitate, my brother. Hey, but before we get out of here, you know, um, there are a couple couple of um, sports stories. uh, Um. John Gruden, he's all excited about the Raiders and coming up and having this great season with the Raiders. But it's yet to be seen. You know, um, Khalid Mack, the number one um, player on defense, is holding out. So you're not gonna win. On, you're not gonna win if he's not on your team. That's that's for sure. It, there is no question about it. You will not be winning if Mack is not is not a big part of. Uh, of that of that team, so it's yet to be seen how that's going to work out. Um, Chargers rookie Derwin uh, Derwin James reportedly robbed at gunpoint him and his uncle. They said he took his chain, took his wallet, took his took his Rolex, and said when he tried to chase him in a Bentley, they couldn't do it because they had already flattened the tires. Hey, man, you out there in California. I know you went to Florida State. I don't know where you're from, but I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, man, you better be much, much, much more observant in this world you live in now because you got the real money now. There's no, you, ain't, you ain't playing for that, for that weekend money. You got the real money. Millions are coming at you, brother, and it's all over television, everywhere. And if you don't learn something from some of these people that are out here getting jacked and robbed, there's something wrong with you. How that thing go? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Can't let you fool me three times. Don't get fooled, not even a second time. Hey, Derwin, watch your back, man, and your front. All of these young guys out here, be careful because it's some people out here want something for nothing. And it's not always just ladies. Some of these people have weapons and they want something for nothing. Josh Gordon. Uh, Cleveland Browns running back who's had who's had a history of substance abuse and a history of being suspended from the NFL because of his substance abuse issues is 
not going to be in training camp. And this is actually a good thing from what we understand. He's not going to be in training camp because he's continuing on with his substance abuse. And this is a part of his um, of his treatment plan, not being a part of practice. So we wishing you well, Josh. Um, we're hoping you a, a, a speedy recovery and a, and a speedy return back to the player that you once was in the NFL. Um, Vikings offensive line coach and former uh, Miami Dolphins coach Tony Soprano passed away. We got to get out of here. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being a part of the show. Peace. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then. 